Hey, I'm Lance Frazier. Name of Rosenberg. My name is Trey Mason. You're listening to the Piffles Podcast. I'm Cameron Marshall, and you're listening to the Piffles Podcast. That's fun. Stay tuned. Here we go. There's the Johnny McKegg band here on the Piffles podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Alex. I'm Steve. I'm Greg. And, and we are your premier Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan podcast. Thanks for your time. You can give us a follow on Twitter at Piffles Pod. You can follow me at Real Alex D. I'm there at Safamud. Follow me at Greg on Sports. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Piffles Podcast. Check out our Instagram, just search Piffles Pod. And of course, the website, pifflespodcast.com. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. They're now on Skip the Dishes, and uh, it's summer, so get out there and get a blizzard as well, too. Piffles Podcast, we're also a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. A win is a win is a win is a win. I don't care how, just how many. We'll get to that in just a second. We have a you lot know, to get to this week. You know, it's week. funny. You said the win four times. That's more quarters than we played, but that's besides the a point. A win is a win is a win. <laughs> there you go. There you okay. Go. <laughs> well, we got a lot to get to. Let's jump right into it. Time for the opening kickoff. <laughs> the Riders beat the Owls 17-10. to Moving their record to 5-3. and We're all happy. A win is a win is a win. Is that, is that what we're going with? Two point six five. Yeah, that's that's right around the number. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no two better words in the English language than default. You like that Simpsons reference? Oh, that I love that. Fantastic. One. The writers leaving out of Montreal. Default. 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 What's the longer delay or the longer period of time? The allotted time for a weather delay or this podcast episode? Um. The, the, oh. the actually next weather delay, people might be able to listen to this podcast and find out. Hey, there you go. <laughs> the race. So. We all know how the game ended. Got caught short. There was a delay due to lightning. And then, of course, uh, after an hour, they called the game. There was enough time played in the game where it's an, it's an official game. It's just like baseball. As long as there's in baseball, what, four and a half innings are done and the home team is ahead, then they can call it at four and a half or five if the home team's losing or whatever their rule is. But it's half a game. And this was, this was more than half a game. So that's pretty cool. The fact that the Riders didn't even have to play a full game to beat Montreal. Thank God they were winning. Um, oh, the light, so, the storm would have been electric and, if we would have. Uh, well, it was lost. electric. But, but but to be fair, normally when the Riders play not a full game, they lose. So actually, I'm, I'm happy to see this happen. <laughs> yeah, it's an improvement, yeah. right? We'll we'll talk about the game itself in just a second. Obviously, the the big talk is is the the rule. Can't calling a game after one hour. Is that enough? I know that was what was bargained in the CBA, and we really didn't know too much about that because they still haven't released anything about the CBA and and what the league and the PA has announced. Well, it, have agreed it sounds to. like the PA was surprised by this rule. Like, didn't they have anyone there? Was this done? In- they were supposed to be doing rounds at the beginning of the season to every single locker room and telling their players what's in the CBA. Uh, I'm pretty sure this one was kind of skipped over because they're like, ah, this ain't gonna happen, so don't worry about it. Well, it happened. Do so, they not understand Canadian storms? An hour is ridiculous. Yeah, that, and that's the thing. Is it is one hour enough? Probably not. No. 
But I, 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 I guarantee you this rule was not not by the league and not by the players, but by their media partners. Like, I promise you it had nothing to do with the media partners. Really? I promise you TSN had nothing to do with it. Okay, why is that? Because I've been told it has nothing to do really? with it. Really? Yes. I am surprised by that. No. Um, by, well... Glenn Suter yeah. has told me that there's there's nothing the the league wants the full game played because they want to throw all their commercials and everything in there, and it has nothing to do with TSN. It's all about player safety. Fair enough. And, and TSN wasn't a part of any of those CBA talks with mm. with this, so it it has nothing to do with them. This is all on the players and all on the on the the league. Well, I guess I was rrr, rrr, not as correct as I usually am. Just, Say half. Of yeah. What you're thinking yeah. of raw. Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, not sixty minutes is not enough. No. It should be ninety at the bare minimum. I, I agree. Then, I would say two hours. I think I think ninety is is an okay starting point if there's some leeway. If you walk out onto the field at ninety minutes and you look and there's storms in every direction and no chance it's clearing up, you can call it. The stupid part about this is we know that. Uh, Anytime there's a lightning in the in the area, it's automatically 45 minutes that they delay the game. Just for safety, let the storm pass, all that kind of stuff, right? So there's already 45 minutes of your 15 of your of your 45 minutes of your hour is already delayed, guaranteed. So well, if think, there's another lightning strike 15 minutes after the first one, the game could be called. Well, I think and we what, know that 15 minutes in. I think what they're what they're saying isn't so much that the game has to restart at that 60 minute point. They have to be Make prepared to start it. So if the storm has passed at the 59-minute mark, they can go. But if there's a lightning strike within, what is it, five kilometers? Something at the 59-minute mark, it's done. I mean, there's no way there's... Because you have to have, what is it, 15, 15 minutes without without a strike? So you pretty much know what that 45-minute mark, whether or not there's going to be. Uh, that's too short. And, I mean, I, I'm glad we won and didn't lose that game. But what a terrible way to win a football game. I, I'm against that entirely. You guys like the default win. I've never been I less think, excited. I think it's funny. I just think it's funny. I've never been less excited to to celebrate a victory. I was like, eh, hey, I'm won. just I'm just happy we got out of Montreal with Ruth, Ruth St. Catherine flu and still won a game. <laughs> that's true. Because no, like they had more time to go out there on Friday night. Exactly. So I, I guarantee that's why the, C, the CFLPA would like to do more time in Montreal. I'll take it. But and, and I gotta say, all these all this talk about oh well, Montreal was definitely gonna come back. They were gonna, they were moving the ball. They were gonna come back. They had one first down in the entire third quarter. Bite me. Their offense did next to nothing that entire game. Well, I mean, sort of the so ours offense. True, yeah. But um, <laughs> two two score was what special teams two. Montreal or Montreal special teams one. Riders defense two. Yep, that was basically yep. it. Yeah. Um, so obviously we, I mean, wow, Winston really likes that bone. So we all agree that uh, the calling the game is ridiculous, but at the same time, that early, but at the same time, that storm stayed Didn't around Montreal anywhere. until like 1 a.m. local. So that would have been a five-hour delay right there. And there's no way pe- anybody's going to be happy with a five-hour hour no. delay. The players won't want a five-hour delay. A one-hour delay, okay, fine. It's like an extended halftime, right? But when it's five hours and you've got to go back out there, you're risking cramps, and, that, and that's where the whole player safety thing comes in. It's not just the lightning, but it's also restarting and getting the body recharged and, and playing a game again, and you need more time than that. Like, God forbid that 
they restart the game at 1 a.m. Cody Fajardo goes out there, tries to go around the corner, yeah, and pulls something. And he's out for how many weeks? Like My favorite part about this is all other eight fan bases hate this because it benefited the Riders, conspiracy theory, because the league loves the Riders. Imagine if the Riders lost this. Yeah, we'd be a little bit upset and be like, this is, a, this is a BS way to lose. But there would be eight other fan bases that think it's the greatest rule and it's hilarious and... Screw you, Riders. So, screw all the other eight teams. I, I, I want to... Okay, I was thinking about this because I saw that too because it, it was about how the um, league loves the Riders and give everything to the Riders. What the hell happened when Chris Jones was here? All, all I heard was how much did the league hate, hated the Riders. The pre-practice squad got busted up. All well, these fines on... Mitchell. But everything, everything the league apparently was like cracking down on the Riders because the league hates the Riders and now they love us again? I don't get it. You're not, it's not supposed to make sense. You're not wearing enough tinfoil for any of that to make sense. Oh, that's but the league clearly knew when they were doing the C- the CBA in the offseason that on this game, at this particular time, the Riders would be winning, and the Farmer's Almanac said there would be a lightning storm. No one listens to the, or pays attention to the Farmer's Almanac anyway. You conspiracy um, theorists do. Well, okay. Let's talk about the actual game itself. So, both offenses sucked. Let's talk about the Riders' defense. Specifically, the linebackers. Derek Moncrief, Cameron Judge. Derek I witnessed a murder. Oh, that hit? That could not have been any more of a perfect hit. Mon- with the shoulder right into the chest. Moncrief Ooh. killed him. That was a murder. How did he not see him coming? That's the right tackle right there. He's got to at least... You take the outside guy. Well, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the, guy, missed, the missed offensive line. I'm talking how did the quarterback not see was, that coming? Uh, uh, Pipkin was looking to his left. Oh, and he took it right in the breadbasket. And same thing happened with Cameron Judge coming on the same side. And how was Pipkin allowed to continue beyond oh. that hit? It was clear he was hurt. Oh yeah, he, he struggled to get up. He had no balance, and he was back in a play later. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I have no idea how the spotter didn't take him out of the game. You could see the birds flying around his helmet. You know what I really liked about and, and both those touchdowns, obviously the, the Moncrief fumble and, and the Judge fumble, and it was Earl O'Kine and Charleston Hughes getting the touchdowns on those, was the creativity in the defense. And and this this is a credit to uh, defense coordinator Jason Shivers, was that, okay, we were wondering last week, how is this D-line going to perform? Because we got three starters out, and all, all we have is Charleston Hughes. Bring the linebackers. Blitz them, confuse them, bring guys from every different angle, and that's what they did, and it worked. That was brilliant defensive scheming. They did against a, a young quarterback this game what they should have done against Calgary uh, weeks ago when uh, Arbuckle was on his first start. Be aggressive, blitz, put pressure on him. Instead, they gave they gave Arbuckle all day, and he picked a spark. They, they gave uh, Pipkin and Schiltz approximately half a second, and that's what we talked about at, during that Calgary game where we had those players that were moving back and forth from the line or dropping back in coverage. We didn't have that that Calgary game, but nice to see it happen in Montreal. Hopefully this is more uh, going forward. I like that our, our defensive line, Sans three major starters, actually managed to get some semblance of pressure. To be they, fair, weren't, they weren't bad. They weren't bad, but Montreal wasn't good either, so... It, that, 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 that might be a, a little column A, column B. So are we, are we back to the same problem? We still haven't gotten a legitimate win because now Montreal is not good either? And a default win. So apparently none of the riders' wins count this year. None. So we're just 0-3. Oh, oh, yeah. No, no, 0-3. Oh, no. No. All, all those games they won, they should have lost. No. Apparently there's an asterisk beside this win, yeah, so our, se- our season's done. If yep. I see one more, I'm muting asterisks. So I'm going to miss a lot of swears on Twitter, but 
they're almost as old as 13th Man jokes already, and it's been like, what, four days? Get out of here with that garbage. Uh, two and two. Uh, G-T-F-O-H. Two and two uh, thirds. Not four. Two and two thirds. That went right Yeah, he just looked at of four days. Yeah, two and two thirds. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. with his Poindexter glasses, math is terrible. I just... Punt I'm coverage. done with those jokes. Pun return coverage. What coverage? Exactly. Yeah. What's going on this year? And it's not just it's not just a rider thing. We've talked about this where we're not really happy with the the kick return coverage and and you know blaming John Ryan for kicking it too far. But it's it's a league wide thing. There's 18 kick return touchdowns this year. The record's 22. We're at 18, and we're not even halfway done the season. I love it. I love kick it's return exciting. touchdowns. I hate them against my own team, and we lead the league, I believe, in return touchdowns against. I think the frustrating part is that our defense, or our special teams the last couple of years under Craig Dickinson has been stellar, and the, especially the kick return coverage, except for against Calgary for some reason. Terry Williams always seems to break one. Um, but it's just it's just not there this year. It's invisible. It's really weird and frustrating. And it's all teams. I've seen some people try to blame the lack of padded practices that are slowing down the younger players. You know, Marshall Ferguson, uh, play-by-play guy of the Ticats on, on radio, he actually had a really good uh, comment on this, and he used to play, he was a quarterback in uh, in U Sports. Uh, because of the crackback blocks are taken out, and there's not as many guys kind of just flying around and, and landing on the ground and kind of being everywhere, because they're actually all up in, in their proper lanes, the kick returner can actually see the lanes. They're not just looking to try and get around guys that have been blocked to the ground already. I don't pay that much attention like he would, but that brings up an interesting point. And it's like, you know what? If these guys are getting all this room to, to look first, yeah, you'd think these take, guys are so talented that they're going to make plays. You'd think taking away a type of block would prevent touchdowns, but no, that, that kind of makes sense. So. Yeah, if there's n- nothing hindering your way, like John Ryan pretending he was a speed bump. <laughs> well, he's still better effort given on that return by Montreal than Gabriel Ferraro oh. ever did on his uh, kick returns that he allowed against Did, uh, did Brett Lothar get his leg cut off? Where is he? I don't know what's going on with him. It, it's a groin injury is all they're saying. But like With a kicker, that's yeah, a... No, no, that's the worst. Like I, I get it. It is... Ugh. That's a knee for a speed receiver but is what that is. we need him back. I have zero confidence in this kicker. He's missed extra points. He's missing field goals. He's no I, Boris Beatty, though. Boris Beatty's missing even. Which is funny because like, probably the best move Cavis Reed ever did in that Mexican draft was take the kicker that can kick at 70 yards. And yet he's, what, on their practice roster? Got a token on there. Oh, like, jeez. Uh, let's flip the ball over to the offense. This is a couple games in a row now, and I know this wasn't a full game, but... Cody Fajardo hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in a couple weeks. They've only scored a couple rushing touchdowns the last few weeks. It's time for Harker Mania. <laughs> Brother. Sorry. I'm not the big wrestling fan. I apologize for ruining that. You do not say Harker Mania without brother. Brother. They're still moving the ball with some semblance of, you know, consistency. I'm not I'm not at all worried about what he's done so far. And we, we talked about this. He's going to have his good games and he's going to have his bad games. And this was not a great game. You know, the one thing I did like was that he was, uh, I didn't like that he was forcing it to him, but he was actively getting Naaman Roosevelt in the offense. And we talked about, well, what's going to happen? Are we going to end up trading him? Well, you got footage to trade him, so. Well, yeah. yeah. You still so. got it. <laughs> but 
Roosevelt, I thought, was one of the best players on the field that game. And it was nice to see them go back to their best receiver. It, and it, I, unfortunately, it comes when Shaq Evans is hurt. But I, It really felt like they were forcing the ball to Roosevelt. Like, I don't know if uh, Fajardo saw something or what, but... Like I mean, couple, that was where the read was supposed to go the entire time. It was. He just seemed like he was trying to just jam it in there when he didn't have to. It worked okay, I guess. Yes. You guys worried about the offense at all going up against? Uh, well, Ottawa. not Ottawa this week, but going up against. You know, we got Winnipeg back to back coming after that. We know Labor Day is a win. I'm not even concerned. <laughs> I mean, everyone's gonna boo Nichols, and it's gonna be fine. So. And we're going to Banjo Bowl, so we know and that's they're gonna a boo Nichols there too. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be beautiful. Yeah. I'm not worried at all. I they'll pick it up again. They've had he's had more good games than bad games. He's due for uh, another big game. Shaq Evans is on again, off again. He missed last week, so you know he's good for 150 yards this upcoming game. Playing against Ottawa, and they put up 41 points against Ottawa, and that was with the defense being non-existent. So. <laughs> yeah, we have a defense now, <laughs> and Ottawa has no offense. I was getting well, nobody. We'll look at that game uh, next week in our Tallgrass Apparel Enemy Preview next week. Um, but I think that's about it for this game. I mean, we can keep talking about lightning if you want, but that just... This segment's lasted about three-quarters of what it usually does. I think we're good. All right. The opening kickoff presented by Kathy Feston of Royal LePage Regina Realty. Check out her Facebook page, Kathy Feston Royal LePage. Hey, so um, actually post-game, they asked Cody Fajardo about, you know, was there a little sprinkle of Jesus in that game because, you know, the offense didn't do anything, but the defense, you know, kind of won you the game and and uh, the weather obviously playing a part in, in helping the win. And he goes, no, it was more like a dollop of Jesus. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, sprinkle of Jesus, that has taken off. And we here at Piffles Podcast are proud to say that we have Cody's Jesus Sprinkles shirts and we're wearing them right now. The great thing about this is, is uh, Cody Fajardo has teamed up with us and wants to help charity out. And Greg, you've been kind of the, the lead lead guy in this here. This is uh, your design, and people love this design. Uh, it's, so, it, it, it baffles me why, how something that I just came up with at the lake, well, checking Twitter one morning, and it blew up, and it's awesome. I love it. And I, I, the thing I love the most is that Cody actually liked it on his own on Twitter. And so, why not? Let's, let's, see, let's see if his DMs are open, and they were. And... Uh, we started talking and said we want to do something good for charity. So you just slid into his DMs. Yeah, that sounds gross. But anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, he wanted to do something for a local charity, and he picked Hospitals Regina, and, and I can't thank everyone enough for opening their wallets for a goofy design I came up with and helping a local charity. And the first batch of t-shirts we've sold out already, and we're going to be having more coming in right away. But go to social media. Go on. Twitter, go on Facebook, just search Piffles Podcast, pifflespodcast.com, all that kind of stuff. You're going to find the design. You're going to see the pinned tweets. You're going to find the, the pin at the top of the page on Facebook as well, too, about these shirts. So 25 bucks. We'll ship it anywhere in Canada, and we'll get you this great shirt. It's all, all the proceeds going to Hospitals of Regina Foundation, of course. Cody chose that one, like you said, and uh, who doesn't want to help a charity and... and People love Cody Fajardo right now. He's the rave of Saskatchewan right I, now. I can honestly say, from my limited interaction with him, he is a solid guy. Everything you see in the paper about him, about just how nice he is, how genuine he is, good dude. And I could care. 
I hate to say this, he could throw 50 interceptions for the rest of the year, and he's got a fan of me for life because he's a, just a solid guy. So you can email us as well, pifflespodcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in a shirt, let us know sizing. We'll get it for you, and uh, let's just help uh, raise a lot of money for charities. So make sure you get your Sprinkle of Jesus shirt, Cody's Jesus Sprinkles, with the Pivils Podcast and Cody Fajardo, of course. We'll get to a couple questions here right now. We, every week I like to, we like to ask, what do you want to talk about? David in Winnipeg says, what's your plans for the bye week? Well, the bye week's half over from for us, work-wise, anyway. Um, I'm doing nothing. I wishing there was a football game. To probably drink a nice cold Churchill. I'm doing some PlayStation this weekend. Wife's out of town. Kids are going to the in-laws. Take some Greg time. Well, that's all right. Yeah. You know what? I'm doing what a lot of people do in Saskatchewan. I'm going to Alberta. That sounds terrible. Yeah. I want to drum hell How dare you? Lethbridge. How okay. dare you? As yeah. I do it next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shut your mouth. No, I'm taking the Wait family to drum So I don't have to deal with you guys for a week? I know well, it's crazy. Well, kind of well you no, know, you you're stuck with me next week. <laughs> oh. And then you're, the week after, actually, I'm back. So you're stuck with both of us after that. Oh. But, but we get a vacation from Steve. Hey. That's always hey. a win. Yeah. Can I get a vacation from Steve? Go ahead. Wish. Yeah. <laughs> um, best Timbit flavor? Yes. All of them. And, no. Eh. The glazed fritter. ones? Fritter. The glazed ones are gross. I, I'm a sucker for know. anything apple fritter. I'm more of a, a muffin guy. To, to keep Martins. with the theme of the show, the ones with the sprinkles on them. Those are always good. Do they make Timbits with sprinkles? Yeah. Oh, I don't see them. I don't pay attention to, to Timbits. Yeah, I got kids. I, they, they have sprinkles. <laughs> it's a lifeblood of, right. of children, right? Shut up and have a breakfast sandwich. <laughs> that was the one thing. When my kids were found out to be gluten-free, the biggest killer was no Timbits. Way to go, Tim Hortons. Get yeah. on that. Get on that. Gluten-free, gluten-free Tim, Tim Hortons. Gluten-free. It's literally just a sprinkle. Yeah. Okay, well, let's uh, keep moving along here. Steve, you want to get this week's CFL Tweet of the Week? So we heard just, of course, again, just after we finished recording last week, that good old Weston Dressler was... Uh, was retiring, and and we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. But officially. yeah, yeah, he's not really retired, but he hasn't filed the paperwork. But he's done, ish. Waiting for that phone call. So, the tweet of the week goes out to Krista, Krista underscore B underscore eighty five, and kudos to Alex for tagging me in this one. And this is in again in relation to the retirement. For both of my boys' names, I fought and fought for the name Weston, and my husband pushed back and said Dressler would break my heart one day, and I'd regret it. But guess what? He never did, and he's still the best, and now my kids have to go through the process of a legal name change. That was funny. That is amazing. I uh, I giggled quite openly at that. Uh, so kudos to Krista, Tweet of the Week. Weston Dressler. We'll talk about him for a minute here. Great rider or greatest rider? Great. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. And you know what? He was the first player not to succumb to the, the jersey curse. curse. <laughs> he was the original. He was the reason I started picking players out of camp. Because I picked him, he went off. I picked Sheets, he went off. And then I picked Keith Tostin and Corey Williams and started killing people. <laughs> he was the guy. Careers. Killed careers. Yeah. Because I haven't picked any retired players yet. Um, he's, he, he was the guy. not get a 34 jersey. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, never. I've had one for 15 years. Don't ever wear it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Keep it framed up in, yeah. in your house. <laughs> Dressler was the guy I broke the uh, my rule about getting a player on a jersey because they never st- they used to never stay. They would come here, have a few good years, and take off. So I was like, no. Nope. He was an unofficial member of the uh, Canadian, Canadian Air, Air Force, Force. Uh, for the Riders, of course. Gets laugh bag, fan twos. Remember when Jordan Cisco was supposed to be part of that? <laughs> he was too busy planking or playing Xbox. How did that guy get an NFL tryout? The PlayStation. The absolute PlayStation. worst worth work ethic outside of Duran Duran Carter that I've ever seen. Jordan Cisco. What a okay. <laughs> Apparently, I found Alex's hot button. So we're not gonna have Jordan Cisco on the uh, Rider alumni segment. Probably not. Once a rider, always a rider. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are playing Xbox or PlayStation. PlayStation. So because I, I, sure. I, he, I had his PlayStation gamer tag. Here's the question. He and I played. Uh, Who's played a more likely guest, Jordan Cisco or Sean Lemon? Sean Lemon. Sean Lemon would come on here. I guarantee you, he would. He likes to hear himself talk. He would drop some lemon drops. Uh, so getting back to Weston Dressler, really quick. Where do you rank him as an all-time rider? We know he's going into the plaza. We know that. He's already there. No, he's not. He wasn't there in 07. No. He came in 08. Mm-hmm. I'm a liar. Carry on. Uh, All-time, eh? Like, in terms of receivers... Top, top five? Five, maybe? Mm-hmm. You got, obviously, Elgard. You got Narcos. Walters. Walters. But he didn't have the longevity, though. No. Yeah, top he, five seems about right. For receiver, it really yeah. does. Yeah. I mean, he was Fair here for home. years. Mm-hmm. But you, but you still, you the still the be top is, five. You're putting him up there with some damn good receivers, and deservedly so. And these guys are like Hall of Fame players. Weston Dresser making it into the Hall of Fame. Thousand year, oh yeah, definitely. Mm. He's making the Hall of Fame. I don't think so. I think. How, how many thousand year seasons did he have? Seven, or eight, something like that. He was a thousand yard receiver quite often. It was just regular. I don't think he makes the Hall of Fame. Wow. And you're wrong, so it's I'm okay. I'm usually wrong, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, we can come back and revisit this episode in 10 years when he probably makes it. And then our next charity shirt is Steve was wrong. Oh, God. If you had a shirt every time I was wrong, people would get sick of it. No, they'd still enjoy it. At least you didn't confuse him with the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> Who would ever do that? I would not. I did. Weston Dressler, congrats on a great CFL career. Even those three final years no, he spent in Winnipeg. No, I, hey, no, he was still good no, for two of those years. No, I, I'm I just happy he did not end happen. up in Ottawa when he came back. When he came back from the NFL, I'm just happy he didn't end up in Ottawa. That alone should put him on the Plaza of Honor and put him <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. I refuse to admit that those bomber years happened. Thanks, Chris Jones, and a whole group of fans just love me now. You're all wrong, but you know. <laughs> Well, Weston Dressler obviously had a, a great opportunity for work down in uh, in North Dakota, and uh, we wish him nothing but the best there. And uh, hopefully, they can bring him up here to honor him. And I'm ho- it, it's got to be a Labor Day game. It does has he, to be. Does a he sign game. a one day and retire here? Absolutely. On Labor Day, when he decides to actually do it, he'll he'll do it. He says he has something in the plans. I heard an interview saying that. Oh, I got, I got plans for how I'm going to announce my retirement and all this. Labor so, Day. Yeah. I- I benchable. Oh, that'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> Retires a bummer. L- l- listen, listen to these career highlights and awards. Grey Cup champion 2013. Most outstanding rookie 2008. Two-time CFL All-Star. Uh, four-time CFL West All-Star. Sorry, five-time. 10,000 receiving yards, 61 touchdowns, 715 receptions. And probably my favorite one, 2003 Gatorade High School Player of the Year. Oh, now he belongs in the hall. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have an issue with putting a guy in the hall 
who was never even the best that year, in any given year in his career. He may have been the top receiver, but he was never... He, he was the, not quite the raw bag, lunch pail guy, but he was that next level with, uh, you know, I I love Weston Dressler. I just don't know about the Hall of Fame. He was so consistent for so long, though. That's true. And for a guy who's, what, five foot seven, standing on a stool? Like, I mean, there's no way he's... Oh, he took so many hard hits. And he played down the middle. Yeah. So he had no tiny fear. Guy. Yeah. No fear. And speed for days. I don't know if I, he's a first ballot. No. Hall of Fame player, but he I think he absolutely deserves to get in. I mean, if he gets in, I wouldn't be I wouldn't say it was an undeserved. I just I don't know if he does. I hope so. Well, he goes in as we'll a bomber too. <laughs> just that would just piss off so many people. Uh, no tall grass apparel enemy preview obviously as the riders are on a bye, but let's take a look at some of this week's games really quick here. Uh, BC and Winnipeg. BC already essentially 5 games back of everyone in the West already. Is it time to blow it up, release vets, see what your young guys have in BC? As long as they promise to keep Deron Carter for the remainder of the season. Well, Just yeah, for the Deron Carter kiss my ass club. I, they, they're done. You stick a fork in them. I mean, yes, they may win a few games. They may get within you know, reaching distance of a playoff spot, but you can't be this far back and Maybe. pin your hopes on the season. And don't give me any of this one and six garbage. Well, I know you were going there. Don't. Okay. Don't look at me. I was going to bring it up. Can, can someone, okay, speaking of which, can someone explain to me the trade they made this week? Because I'm really not trying to take a shot at Sean Lemon here as much as I did when he got traded. But, so they switched Coleman, David Coleman, for Sean Lemon, and eighth round pick went to Toronto. Both teams are out of the playoffs. What is the point? Both of them are are done their contracts in this year. Is it seriously just like you got you need to go away or else we're going to kill you? It's just a shake I think up. it's like that for both teams. If you look at uh, Brian from BC Lions, then apparently Coleman was not performing anywhere near his level of last season. Well, no, because the entire system changed with the new head coach. Some guys are system players. Hmm. So, but I, it's just a matter of. You're not going anywhere anyway. BC is actually spending more money and lost a draft pick to get Coleman out. out. And there's no guarantee that Lemon's coming back next year. It makes This trade is baffling. No, he'll go back to Toronto in another trade. That sounds like an NHL trade. Yeah. Like this Basically. trade makes absolutely no logical sense whatsoever. Neither, te- neither team got better. And if they did, it doesn't matter. On the Winnipeg side of things, Chris Trevler is uh, getting the call to, to be a starter by all the fans. They're booing Please Matt do. Nichols again. Please let him start Labor Day. I saw somebody was uh, backing you up that they've never seen anything out of yep. Strudler other than just a, like a Brett Favre type of arm where he's just trying to rock it in. And, and I have never seen no a player... That's not true. I haven't seen a player since James Franklin have this, like, much... be this highly touted with so little actual meaningful game time. Yes, he had a great start to those those three games before they had any film on him. Since then, all he's done is run the ball on third down, and he doesn't even do that right all the time. Right. Well, Why do you do this every there, week? There's your weekly Steve Rant on oh, Chris Trevler. Uh, so awful. It, so that's, Please start him on Labor Day. They had a good game. Like The, the game they played early in the season was a, a relatively good game, I think. Ish. Maybe we'll, Ish. we'll get another one. Maybe. Um, Edmonton at Toronto. Toronto coming off the bye week. Are they going to get two in a row? No. I, I really want I want them to so bad. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, they're not going to lose 26 nothing again this time, Dad. Oh, no. They, they're a much better team than what they were. 
And it's going to be a, well, I put this in quotes, a full house in Toronto as they're uh, basically giving away tickets. Uh, yeah. Was it 20 bucks for Yeah, you buy a, ticket buy a ticket to the CNE, and, the and you, you get a ticket to the game. And hey, even I, 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 I hope all those fans show up. I really do. I, Absolutely. I would love to see both a competitive game. I would love to see Nargos win with, if that many fans are actually going to show up. Because that might actually help kickstart this fa- fan base again. Yeah, even a handful of those guys going in for the X and just walking in to watch a little football before they go. That's good news. You want butts in seats and eyes on the game. Although I got, I I have to take exception with whoever said that. Who would have thought Toronto would sell out a game before Saskatchewan did? That's eight thousand seat smaller uh, venue. Come on. Yeah, but they usually Still? average fifteen thousand less people. Yeah. So I, I was more surprised that Ottawa and Hamilton haven't had a sellout yet. That surprises. They're me. probably around the ninety-eight percent range yeah. in, in terms yeah. of tickets sold or whatever, but. But once again, Ottawa's got a 8,000-seat arena smaller, so a stadium smaller, so... Um, I'm not really sold on Edmonton being a good team. Everyone talks about the Riders. Who have they beat? Edmonton, who have they beat? And that's it. Like We, we love calling Ottawa pretender, pretenders. Edmonton's better than Ottawa, but they're, they're still off, not that good. They're putting up a boatload of yards. Their offense is moving the ball, but they're not putting the end zone in it anymore. Their first couple of weeks, they were putting it up for seven. But now they're settling for, for field goals too often, and I think that's going to be the detriment to them. You know what? I'm on the opposite side of that. I think Edmonton's far better than than even I give them credit for in my weekly rankings. I think they're actually a solid football team. They're not I, a bad team. But they're they're are, my are, are pick they the right most, now. Are they the most complete team? I would say yes. Over Winnipeg? Really? Yep. Wow. Okay. I hate Winnipeg. They suck. I will never give you an unbiased answer to a Winnipeg. But they got Chris Trevler, so they're better. Um, before we move on here, and we're going back to to Winnipeg. You guys see the Wally Burger? I, I, I stand game. by it. If we sell at the Banjo Bowl bus, there's six seats left, people. We it's sell all, it's this. Only, of, it's only this Thursday night game. Oh. Because like that's what the, they've been doing in Ottawa and Montreal and, and at least the last few, few weeks. Uh, they've been doing these stupid little gimmicks of food for the TSN audience, basically. Uh, that makes for sense. their one hit that yeah. they do about it. Um, but they're they're doing that the Wallby Burger. But anyway, it's got six patties, uh, six beef patties, six chicken, chicken tenders, tenders, six pieces of bacon, six slices of cheese, uh, six hot dogs, pickles, onions, onions tomatoes, special lettuce. Sauce. Was there onion rings? No, no, no. Oh, of course, you get the Winnipeg. Winnipeg you can't yeah. have a wing Sorry, rings. No. <laughs> that one took me way too long. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that, look at that it, Alex. That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> Actually, that, that, <laughs> like I, I would have set somebody up with that. Yeah, I know. No, I saw that too. I'm like, well, we technically has three rings. I can't make that joke, so I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> um, but it's only 45 bucks. Only? Which it's a like, hamburger. But with six, six, pe- six, patties, six of everything. Six hot dogs, six chicken tenders. You get six buddies or five buddies and you split it six ways. That's seven fifty. The two foot hot dog. That's not bad. The two oh, foot like hot five dog. Five buddies split it. Seven, right, you're the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught that <laughs> Point extra glasses math doesn't work, <laughs> but the, um, the two foot hot dog at Mosaic is like twenty bu- bucks. Yeah, twenty two bucks. So you're getting way more food technically for that, and better food too. Oh yeah, just a well, it depends. Do they put ketchup and mustard on it? Secret sauce. Yeah, that's what I paying though. Don't if they have it at Banjo Bowl. I'll eat one. Yeah, that's what I said. Like we sell Banjo Bowl. If they have something like this at Banjo Bowl, I will yeah. gladly attempt one. You, you sell out the bus. All three of us will line up, yeah. chow down, um, get on it. Hamilton and Auto this week. Uh, Dane Evans, quarterback for Hamilton, sparked a late comeback last week against BC. Got help from the refs, <laughs> which every team has gotten help from the refs this year. 
we won't get into that. If you want to, if you want to hear rants about that, check out the BC Lions podcast on uh, Twitter. There, uh, if you want to know more about that game, go go check him out there. Um, is Dane Evans legit? Nope. Cause he looked all right against us. He, he's he's good. I don't. He looked all right for a quarter. He's at, at, at no point are Hamilton going. You know, we can let Mazzoli go and keep this Evans kid in free agency this year. He's good. I don't think he's not the answer right now. He's a serviceable backup at this point. He's no Chris Trevler. No, I said serviceable, <laughs> not useless. Montreal, Calgary. Um, Vernon Adams is going to be back. Standback might be back. We don't know for sure yet. Will Levi Mitchell? Probably not back. Calgary has a, a bye week next week, so they'd be smart to keep him out one more week and uh, save the, the bye week and save the money on that. That, that to me, is the game of the week. That's the one I'm most looking forward to. I think Which is really weird for a Montreal game. It's it's going to be tight. Is it Where is it? Montreal or Calgary? It's in Calgary. Okay, then Montreal's not going to win. Calgary's going to find a way. Yeah. They always blow out Montreal at home. Yeah, always. and then Montreal always beats Calgary and Mon- Montreal. So. Yep. And we always lose to Montreal in Montreal. We won. 2007, the Riders won in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did last year, too. That didn't really help. Yeah. Did they in 2013? No, they probably lost by like 40 points in 2013. Probably. Anyway, 2007 they won in Montreal. Yeah, there you go. Great cap! 2019 they won in Montreal. It's official. There we go. Yeah. Round the horn really quick. Let's do our pick em for these games. BC at Winnipeg. Oh, Winnipeg. 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 Edmonton at Toronto. Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah, it's, it's got to be Edmonton here. Hamilton at Ottawa. <laughs> Hamilton. Hamilton. And uh, we'll all agree, Hamilton. And finally, Montreal and Calgary. I think we just talked about that. It's Calgary. You know, just so we don't all pick the same teams, I'll go Montreal. That's too much. We, we agreed way too much. I'm actually on the fence on this one. Well, if you want to take Montreal, I will gladly take Calgary. Okay, I'll take Montreal then. All right, it's all yours. I'm glad someone's actually writing these down and taking note of who actually, what our records are. I, we are? I'm sure somebody somewhere is. I, I, actually, the uh, I've heard that I'm leading. That's all that matters. Weird. I heard the same thing about me. <laughs> I heard I'm not leading. <laughs> that is probably true. Well, that's going to do it for us this week here on the Piffles Podcast. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at PifflesPod. You can follow me at RealAlexD. You can follow me at Safa. <laughs> follow me at Greg on Sports. You got that one right away. <laughs> uh, we're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash PifflesPodcast. Just search Instagram as well, PifflesPod. And, of course, the website, PifflesPodcast.com. And while you're finding us on social media, make sure you're checking out Cody's Jesus Sprinkles shirts. Get a little sprinkle of Jesus help a great cause we've teamed up like we mentioned with cody fajardo and uh let's raise a bunch of money for charity so uh let's do this saskatchewan that'll be great pills podcast is brought to you by our great friends at dairy queen on elphinstone street and sass drive in regina special thanks as well to kathy festion of royal page regina realty Tallgrass apparel churchill brewing company and underdogs memorabilia for their support to make this show possible pills podcast proud member of the cfpn the canadian football podcast network and a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. We'll get Tyler Gilbert to sing us out. This is Ghost Behind Your Mind. The ghost behind your-